Hey, um, this is going to be zero bit funny. Uh, I just, the, the end credits are playing right now on, um, for the final episode of the Netflix series, 13 reasons why, um, I just finished and I don't know how, who's been watching it out there, but the show is about. Uh, it's based on a book and a a girl in high school kills herself before she does she records 13 tapes like cassette tapes it's poetic and and uh, each tape is a different person and, and what they did to cause her to end her own life and um all this show has been doing for me the last few days is bringing me back to, you know, less happy, less man whorish times. Um, I think I've alluded to it a lot on the show, but the ages of like five to 17 were really not pleasant for me. And when, when I, when I watch something like this show with a, a girl who's bullied mercilessly. It's just, it's absurd. It's cruel. What is done to her by so many people and how alone she feels. That's how I felt. I felt that way for a long time. I, I was, I was probably supposed to have killed myself at some point I don't think I was supposed to make it through. And I did. Uh, And most days I'm very grateful and thankful that I persevered. Uh, I mean, if I wasn't, a lot of times I thought about, you know, Maybe it would just be easier if I if I wasn't alive. It's it's you know harder. This this really sucks. Life really sucks. School sucks. People suck. People are cruel. I don't fit in. Um, I think one of the things that really kept me from going to a dark place like that. One of the few things that really brought me pure joy and happiness and just just made me happy was comedy i mean i would fall asleep once we once i got a hold of napster and i could just start downloading comedy albums and comedy central presents specials and just any i would just type in stand-up comedy start clicking everything see what files weren't broken and that was that was my comedy collection that's how i discovered george carlin and chris rock and guys like that. And I would go to bed almost every single night from the ages of about 11 or 12 until I was 17, 18, possibly 22 years old. Even still today, I go to bed listening to stand-up comedy. It's one of the few joys that I know I can count on. And in high school... It was really important because, you know, when you're getting physically beaten up, when you have no friends, 
I knew that at the end of the night, if I can make it to the end of the night, I get to listen to some funny motherfuckers. I get to learn some things about the world that your average high school student doesn't know about. And then I, part of me feels more grown up, feels more adult, and it makes me feel like I'm closer to adulthood and, and getting out of it. In a way, comedy saved my life. Laughter saved my life. <sighs> Fuck, man. And, uh, I mean, if I... I I think I've, I forget if I brought this up before, but I, I found out shortly before my eighth grade graduation, I went to a K through eight school. So same teachers, pretty much the same kids, you know, throughout nine years. And I found out, um, you know, I'm sitting in the guidance counselor's office. Um, I remember her saying, oh, you know, we're really proud of you for making it through because, you know, after Columbine, you know, we had you on a red flag list. <laughs> I got picked on so much that, when Columbine happened and I guess our educators in at my school were like, fuck, who gets shit on so, so bad that they're going to come in and shoot up the place? They're like, oh, you know, that Billy Presida kid, you know, if he wasn't such a pussy, I bet you he would shoot up everyone. Uh, high school, similar thing. I, my sophomore year, I was, uh, I was giving a tour during a school meeting, you know, my boarding school, you know, it's only like 200 kids. So they would, we'd have school meetings where everybody's in the auditorium and I'm not there. I'm giving a tour. And I found out that the topic of that school meeting was bullying. And now that I think about it and I haven't, um, and I was told that at one point the headmaster, Duncan McCran, he stands up, he says, Hey, you know who he gets up and says, and asks the school, you know, do you guys think we have a bullying problem on this campus? And apparently all the hands went up. And he would say, who do you all think gets bullied here? And apparently one person, <clears throat> we, had a, we had a policy at my school and school meetings to help save time so people don't just repeat the same thing over and over. It's just if you agreed with someone, you would say ditto. So if you're in a school meeting and you agree with something someone says, you just shout ditto, and it's just a way of we all are in agreement here. And and he asked, who do you think gets bullied? And someone apparently stood up and said, Billy Presida. And I am told that the auditorium was full of dittos. And it just echoed. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is that <clears throat> uh, nothing really changed. <laughs> Everyone was in agreement. Hey, Billy gets shit on didn't change people didn't stop and uh, it was really fucking hard and a lot of times i wanted to end things but i i don't like pain i'm not a big pain guy uh you know again not whether it's for for sex or <laughs> or suicide not into pain right so you know I, I, like cutting myself was never an option and and I, that was pretty much all I knew kids would do is the, you cut yourself, right? And so I would take a – my freshman year of high school, I would, I would take like a sewing needle because it's what I had access to. And, I, you know, I can't, you can't cut yourself with a sewing needle. So I'm like scratching 
words into my arm, things people would use to insult me like fat ass and stuff like that. And I literally cries for help. But, you know, but it's it, it's not a significant cry because no one can really see it because you're just, I mean, it's going to be away in a day. <sighs> so I'm watching this show. I'm watching this series. And, you know, like I said, it it speaks to me. And it just makes me think about my experience with bullying. And, and But there's one moment in particular that just really shouts at me, shouts at me. It's like, hey, Billy, we're talking to you. There's a scene at like, uh, I think it's like, there, you know, the, the girl, it, the series is done through like obviously flashbacks with the gal who kills herself and <clears throat> the uh, other protagonist basically of the series and they're having lunch and they're talking about college and and they're just talking about how shitty the school is. And the the girl says, I wish there was a button you could push to fast forward through all the shitty parts of life and go straight to the good parts. Main character, Clay, says, uh, and where are the good parts? And she says, college in New York City. The minute I get there, I can be someone else, whoever I want to be. And uh, it just made me remember the relief I felt when I got to New York City and I got to escape all of it. And this is getting um, embarrassingly long and dumb at this point. But um, I don't know. I'm just I'm really. Some people wake up and they thank God. Um, and uh, fuck that. I, I'm the one who made it through and I made it through because of the help of a, a, a very select group of people. You know, I'm here because of some very special educators who really took a liking to my life and who listened and who cared and who didn't write off what others would maybe think were petty issues. And, uh, I don't know, this show just really just fucking punched me in the dick. Just, wow. Like, I am emotionally exhausted. But I highly recommend um, check out this show, 13 Reasons Why. This is not like a plug. This is not a um, like a, a sponsorship thing. This is just a very sad... Uh, I mean, I am... I just finished this thing. It's 4 a.m. as I'm recording this. I don't even know when I'm airing this or if I'll air this. But I thought I would capture whatever it is I'm feeling raw and in the moment. Because um, life is fucking rough sometimes. And uh, we should all know that we all get that way. And, I mean, Jesus if any of you degenerate slut bags um, are ever, ever feeling like, like you can't go on, like you, like you would ever want to sit in a bathtub and slit your wrists like this girl does. I mean, look, I know we don't really know each other. But if you listen to me every week, you know me better than most people. And, uh, you know, 
you've been kind enough to listen to me. Do know that I will listen to you. Please um, talk to somebody. Because, um, you know, that's not a mistake you get to fix. I'll, I'll be there for you the way you guys have been there for me. So, I mean, I don't, if I even air this, sorry for the sad stuff. Um, I apologize for not really off the cuff thinking of one good suicide joke. I mean, you know, the, to, to, yeah, just because things are serious doesn't mean we can't poke fun at it a bit, right? No, but you know what? Like my, my improv brain isn't really on at 4 a.m. And I'm a little busy trying to dry my eyes. So um, I love you all. Stay safe. And let's have a fun show. Okay. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. A Talkspace therapist can help put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer for my listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Pure. The Pure app lets awesome people have casual sex tonight. Download Pure on Google Play or the App Store. Pure, the hookup app that says it's a hookup app. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the good girls, the bad doms, and guys who just like seeing a chick on a leash. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. That leash comment's going to make more sense in a little bit, I promise. Hello, hi, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the show if you are new, and you know what? Welcome back if you're not. Uh, If this is your first time listening to my podcast, you should know that this is a show where I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. On this week's show, we've got Melanie. I haven't seen her in a couple years. Very cool uh, catching up with her. She hails from that infamous subreddit I've talked about oh so much, Random Acts of Muff Dive. If you, if you don't know about that subreddit, well, it's exactly what it sounds like. And I can't wait to share it with you all in a bit, but first... Show dates, people. Show dates. Okay. May 22nd, I will be at Stand Up New York uh, on panel for The Great Love Debate. Then uh, Mishawaka, Indiana. Yeah, I had to look that up to know where the fuck it was. But May 23rd, wherever it is, I'm going. (laughs) I'll be performing at Smokestack Brew at 7 p.m. And Medina, Ohio. May 24th, I'm at Toth's Place at 8.30 now for your emails, everybody. Hello. Okay, I'm so glad to see such positive reactions to last week's roller derby episode with Whiskey Lullaby. She was a hoot. Actually, I went and saw her uh, skate on Saturday. Her, her and the Queens of Pain destroyed the Bronx gridlock. It was a very good time. And I'm glad you all enjoyed her. Uh, I did get this piece of feedback twice. Uh, <laughs> great episode. But curling does have a movie. 
However, it's Canadian. It's called Men with Brooms, and it's beautiful. It's actually hilarious, featuring Leslie Nielsen and an opening sequence with CGI beavers working and roaring to a song, Land of the Mighty Moose, Home of the Beaver. I, I don't know, Maddie. That <laughs> that sounds like a tagline to a Canadian porno film to me. But thank you guys for uh, thank you all for the correction. Uh, this is a very interesting question. I'm surprised I haven't gotten it in the past three years. It just seems like something that would come up. It's it sounds like a, a very legitimate problem that probably comes off often. Um, Sage writes morbid curiosity but also perhaps helpful for navigating a situation I might be getting into. When a couple who attends sex parties slash swinging events together splits up, do they split up the parties? Or if you went to an event that an ex that you no longer speak to also attends, is it appropriate for them to ask you not to go? Or if that ex is into cucking and makes you feel weird, is it appropriate to ask him to warn you when he goes so you can avoid him? Given recent circumstances, you seem like you'd be more knowledgeable than other poly folk I know because most of them don't seem to end relationships at all, possibly because they're better people than me. Uh, Anyway, Mr. Sex Podcaster, what say you? I love this question. I think this is a fantastic question. And it's one I've thought about personally, uh, at least on, on more than one occasion. And, and I think a lot of you already know what my response is going to be. It's that that dreaded C word that is so scary to many of you. Communication. Okay, look, I think the two or more people need to have a conversation about their comfort levels, potentially seeing each other at play parties. I mean, some people can't even handle seeing an ex, let alone seeing the ex with his new fuck friend. Fucking that new fuck friend nonetheless, Okay. Also, time heals all wounds or something, right? So if there's a play party y'all were going to go to the weekend after the breakup, maybe decide y'all both won't go. Here's how, either way, you got to have a conversation. Here's, here's how the conversation goes in my head. Hey, so I really, really want to keep going to butthole bashers because that's the only party my dom goes to. And, you know, I could stop going to Tickle Me Timbers for you. Plus, your friends like that one more anyway. I'll skip this month's gaping grundle, but in the future, I think we can both handle going to that one since it's such a huge party we'll barely see each other. What do you think? What are your needs? Communication is key, Sage, and y'all can always revisit party custody in the future. It's not that different uh, from divvying up friends, bars, bowling alleys, or game nights. Be adults. Be flexible. Be considerate. And most importantly, know that it's likely not a forever agreement. You'll get to go back to Tickle Me Timbers when you're both healed. To quote our past guest, Jefferson, there's always another Bukaki. You can always go to the next one. I hope that helps. Um, You know, she responds to me, um, this ex and I have kind of a scorched earth thing going on, but his kink is is watching me get railed by other dudes. So I don't feel cozy bringing new lovers into a situation where I may very well get ugly about my boundaries. All that early relationship machismo, you know? But since he was there at this party first, and he spent a year trying to talk me into going with him, 
I don't know if it's necessarily appropriate to say, beat it, punk. We're kind of limited by the fact that there are very few BBW events in the city that aren't fucking gross. So it's not the easiest thing in the world to just find another party. Well, I mean, I don't know, Sage. You can go to non-BBW parties because fat chicks aren't relegated to just those parties. Um, You can also say, fuck it and go anyway and just deal with him perving on you from across the room. Out of you know, try to keep him out of sight, out of mind. You can uh, just explicitly ask him not to perv on you. Be like, "Hey, I'm going to this party. Can you do me a favor and just like not perv on me? Because that would be creepy." You can also alternate party dates. You could decide that neither of you owns the party, which is the truth, and then uh, just say, "Well, okay, you go to the May party. I'll go to the June party, and we'll discuss July later." Because let me tell you this, unless he's part of the inner circle of that party's community, he has no more ownership of it than you do. Some parties uh, aren't a community and some are. Like I go to Hacienda, it's very community um, centric. There's definitely like an inner circle of people. There are people who go all the time. There are people who are a lot of friends with each other. Everyone kind of sort of knows each other. And others are just like, here's the, the date, here's the location, here's the admission price. Come on in. We don't give a fuck. You'll have to assess all of that for yourself, but I don't think it'd be fair for either of you to try to keep the other one from the party entirely. So best of luck with that. Any other sex party goers, I'm interested to hear what you think about this situation. Uh, Email me your comments. Email me your questions. Email me your booby pictures to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Always love hearing from you. It's one, one of my favorite things. As I've said many times before, official fan whores of the Man Whore podcast on Patreon receive bonus episodes of this very show. Tomorrow I am releasing a great bonus episode for all of my $5 and up patrons with comedian Mark Reese, who is also a drag queen newbie in the New York scene with his uh, character Hell of a Bottom Carter. We had a really cool conversation about drag. You know, as you all know, I've had Bianca Del Rio on the show, the creme de la creme of dragging. I don't know if that's the, the verb. So I want to share a little snippet, a little teaser of my conversation with Mark, where he discusses how he got into drag. Doing drag is a financially a really big investment. Like if you want to do it quick and good. And if you think doing the hustle and stand up is hard, imagine doing that. In clown makeup, clown makeup <laughs> that dares the city to murder you. All right, like it's it's pretty intimidating and it's pretty tough. Uh, so my my hat goes off to anyone who uh, can like really make it doing that and and stand up for that matter or any kind of performing art. Well, what made you want to put the dress on? Uh, aside my latent homosexuality, uh, I don't know. It's I, I just something that I was always kind of experimenting with as a kid and the first time i ever did it actually on stage was in high school uh part of um this uh talent contest that i <laughs> i rigged the voting and got myself in it was huh. uh, yeah yeah I, wait you rigged the voting in high school yeah yeah How so i i just I, I, ballot stuffer yeah I, I stuffed the ballot with my own name yeah if any, if any uh gop higher ups are looking for people to help out in future elections. This guy right here. <laughs> oh, they wrote the book on it. I was learning it. You know, this is already after 
uh, you know, Bush v. Gore. Uh-huh. So I already know how to like fuck the system. But no, this was, uh, you know, my, my school's mascot were the Seahawks. So this was called Mr. Seahawk, where um, four uh, guys from each grade were kind of elected to participate in like this male beauty pageant. It was fun. It was just kind of like goofy and shit like that. But it look had, at that progressive school doing a male beauty pageant. But I mean, they called it that, but no one was doing shit that I was doing. So, uh-huh. but it was. Um, you showed up with makeup. You're like, you said it was a beauty pageant. What? What's this football? It was a little like. bit. It was a little <laughs> bit more extensive than that. It was. Uh, it, it was broken down into four categories. It was class colors. Every every class got their own ca- uh, okay. color. It was that um, swimwear, uh, talent, and then formal wear. This is high school. This was high school, and they're putting you in in speedo. They're putting you in swimwear. Here was the thing about that one. They made because we all knew about speedos. It weren't like a thing. And we're yeah. trying. Like I remember having the meeting with like the administration saying you can't do speedos. The, and the, <laughs> what else did you wear? You were in you were in like swim trunks or whatever. Yeah. But here's the workaround. I, I I asked them. I asked, could I do cut off jean shorts? And they're like, yeah, sure. I didn't tell them how short i was cutting on so i basically had bottom ass clips i had daisy dukes yeah basically and i had to like tuck my junk upward because there was nothing no support there's no support and i remember i walked out on stage it was way too fucking tight I, I took a pair of my sister's jeans and put them on and just cut them way too short and i did like a fucking runway pivot and just showed the bottom of my hairy ass and all like my <sighs> ass cleavage just hanging out and won the oh. room like that was in the, that was just the second part the third part was i'm wearing a, a face right now like i just like tasted a fart my oh, i my I res- hairy butt cheeks i resent that i i, oh, I keep everything really well kept down there okay uh uh-huh. no so then the next part was uh talent and i dressed drag like marilyn monroe and sang happy birthday mr principal to my principal but uh-huh. i did it in a way where it's like i came out with a uh paper bag over my head and a um bathrobe on just covering everything so no one knew what the fuck i was doing and i just go up to the mic kind of intro just like hey uh, uh were you out at this point no god no oh, okay it be like years until that happened i'd have to go through college but were you as like emo and and eyelinery as as you are now not as eyelinery but like definitely i've i've always kind of had that aesthetic okay or this aesthetic but uh no, um, no, but I go out there, I go, I grab the microphone and I say, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who supported me. I just want to thank you. But there's one person in particular I want to thank. So, uh, Mr. Dalton robe comes off. They see me in a dress. Fucking, I rip the bag off. I'm all glammed out and I'm wearing uh, Marilyn Monroe. I'm like, this is for you. And I just kind of had fun with it. But that's, that's kind of yeah. what I'm talking about. It's more, honestly, it's more jackass than anything. And you can all go follow Mark Reese on Twitter at Mark Reese Comedy. That's Mark, uh, M-A-R-K-R-E-I-S-S Comedy. If you'd like to gain full access to that bonus episode and more, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. And now for this week's guest, Melanie. Melanie, I met on Random Acts of Muff Dive a couple years ago. She's an exception to my typical R-A-O-M-D story in that I didn't answer her ad. She didn't answer one of my ads. She simply saw success stories posted about me. And then she reached out being like, hey, you seem like you're kind of good at this. You want to lick my pussy? I don't know exactly how she phrased it. Probably wasn't phrased like that. But we discuss, you know, pet play, BDSM, 
her experimenting with women. It's a good time. It's a good chat. Oh, a little note about this episode. Uh, This was recorded the day after the inauguration. So any allusions to uh, President Trump or marches or my relationships or partners, that's all kind of uh, several months old. So let's go ahead and get to my conversation, catching up with Melanie. Okay. <laughs> Words, that's cool. Great. How long you two been together? Um, <laughs> officially or unofficially? Ooh, that sounds complicated. It is complicated. Okay. Uh, let's start with officially. Officially? How long have like parents known? You know, like... Parents have known for a long time, but officially, but officially it's been two months. Two months. Two okay, months, fresh. But yes, but we've known each other since May, and we hooked up the first night. And uh, but it was complicated. I had a I was seeing um, a dom at the time. Okay, and I was still I forgot that. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, so I was seeing a dom at the time, and I was still seeing him when we were together. And then eventually we started getting a little serious, but I wasn't ready to, you know, commit myself. Mm -hmm. So then we kind of broke up for a month. And then after a month of just missing him, I was like, fuck this. I don't need this, this, this dom that I don't even care So you broke up with your dom? I, I, I never really cared for him. I didn't have big feelings. I mean, the sex was amazing. That was hands down. We had such huge sexual chemistry and he's very good. But, um. Best you've ever had? Uh, it's different. It's really, it's a different type of sex. Mm-hmm. It's a really, it, I wouldn't call it passionate because there wasn't any feelings in there, but he was a very good dom. Okay. Very good. He knew exactly what to do and what to say. And he also knew how to read my um, body language, which is important. So it, we did have really good sexual chemistry, but I just didn't care for him. You know, he would ask me to like, scratch his back and i was just like i don't fucking want to do that i don't care for you like can you please leave it's like can you please scratch my back i don't really want to okay now you have to scratch my back or this i'd be like okay settle down exactly yeah it was um i don't really take a dom seriously when the thing he wants you to do is so like innocent like scratch my back please no i and there were you a child yeah (laughs) thank you and there were some things that he would do like he would come over and just drink all of my water and it would piss me off i don't know if you know this (laughs) But New York's running this amazing discount of free water. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, So if he drinks all of it, you still have more. It just pissed me off. It, it was just, you know, he, he would drink everything in my cup and mm. he wouldn't refill it. He wouldn't go get his own cup. He would come over and eat all my food and not even ask. It was, it was just annoying. He, was, he, would, um, um, he would leave after, after I left. And he would just leave, leave my room a mess, leave, leave my bed. So just not a very everywhere. good dom. He was a I good mean, dom. Not a good dom, but not a good guy to just be around. Yeah, I mean, he was nice, very nice, very smart. Um, I could tell that he cared in his own little way, but he just annoyed the hell out of me. There were so many times that I was like, "I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you in your sleep one day." Okay. <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I obviously love my 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 boyfriend and i have really strong feelings for him and it just was 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 worth it where'd you two meet we met at a bdsm club hey yeah. there you go. okay so he's also kinky <laughs> he is kinky but he's into something different than i am so it's something new that i'm are you at liberty to yeah share? yeah absolutely he is into um pet play 
Ah, okay. Yeah. Is he the pet? No, I am. You are okay. I'm. 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 What's, I'm still a sub. You know. What's your spirit animal? <laughs> a cat. A, a cat. Yes. So that's kind of what 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 he likes. He he gets turned on by the whole ears and the tail and things like that. Mm. And um, I don't know. We actually talked about it yesterday. I asked him to describe it a little bit for me, and he said that he likes the idea of a cat girl. So, okay. yeah, so it's not really a full on cat, you know, but it's just it's the ears and the tail and kind of being standoffish and, you know, scratching, but kind of stuff like that. But you're not meowing the whole time. You're still talking. You're still I don't think I've person. ever met someone whose fetish was to be like the pet owner. Yes. Like I, I've met a lot of pet owners, <laughs> but I've never met someone whose fetish was to be the pet owner. I normally meet people who are like, I'm a doggy and I just want to be treated like a doggy. <laughs> and I'm like, OK. You do you, boo boo. Uh, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it is a good time to introduce. Hello to to Melanie. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. You uh, you said as I was setting up. Yeah, you know, I was kind of expecting this text message eventually. Yes, uh, I was. <laughs> like like death waiting. You know, when you're just like waiting for death. Remember you remember V for Vendetta. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when that old woman? She's just in bed and she's like. I've been expecting you. She, yes. knows, she, she knows he's coming to kill her. Uh, she's just waiting for when it's going to be. That's exactly how it felt. I'm, gl- I'm glad. <laughs> no, no, I'm glad kidding. it was that terrifying. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. It's, uh, what was interesting, what I was going to tell you is that I just did a recent like batch of asking people, mm-hmm. uh, including yourself, and I had a lot of people from this batch of asks say yes, but all of them, you know, we had all hooked up after I'd been doing the show. So they all knew about it. Yeah. So I wonder if that has to do with them being accepting of it. Because, if, you know, maybe if they were totally against being on the show ever, maybe they would have never hooked up with me. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it really was a factor. Okay. You know, the fact that you no, did no, or did not have a show. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think that makes someone hook up with me. But I feel like some people would maybe not because of it. Oh, why? Does that make, I don't know. Because maybe, maybe they don't want to get that text message one day. But they can say no. Yeah, but people, we we come from a really wuss generation that hates to say no and hurt people's feelings and I don't think be in so. uncomfortable situations. I think it's quite the opposite. I think people are really fast to say no because they don't care. Oh. They don't really care about what what you think or what you want. They're all very self-gratifying and about themselves. Might be different if I texted versus called them. Because yes. people, like they're fine saying no to an avatar, yes. to a number, to yes. text. To a voice, to a human, to a person, Correct. I think they empathize too much. Okay, that I would totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Well, what was it? So, what was the reaction when you when I hit you up? I mean, I really wanted to do it. I actually texted my my boyfriend and I told him, like, look, you know, someone that I hooked up with before wants me to do a sort of, you know, conversation interview style thing on his on his podcast, and I kind of really want to do it because I have these great sexual stories and things like this and i really want to i really want to talk about it i'm clapping because i'm very happy that you were happy to do it because yeah. a lot of times there's a lot of trepidation but like i don't know i gotta ask the boyfriend that's gonna be a talk and i don't even know if i want to so i'm glad you were excited to come on yeah thank you yeah. Yeah. so you and i uh you and i met from the the Random infamous yep that good old subreddit that's been oh so good to me uh <laughs> So what I actually got this question. Let's start with this. I got it for uh, for anyone who's not familiar. Random Maximum Muff Dive, obviously a place where people who want to get eaten out can get matched with people who want to eat people out. Yes, it's a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. And there's also Random Max for Blowjob, which is of course you know matching dicks with mouths. And I got a Patreon question from a from a supporter of mine on Patreon. He asked, 
uh, is Random Acts of Muff Dive good for finding a consistent friends with benefits just for oral? Yeah, I would say so. Absolutely. I think that if I was, I don't know, more serious about it, I would have been like, can we please keep doing this? Right. You know, so yeah, absolutely. Um, But I also think it's really easy to find just a one time. I'm kind of frustrated. I really need someone sort of situation. Yeah. Honestly, it's a great subreddit. It's kind of like Yelp reviews for for men. I'm a I'm a big fan of that. It's I'm very, sure you are. It's it's very it's very nice to have like a link that you <laughs> yes. can send someone. Be like, if you're on the fence, why don't you read this first? It's exactly what it was. <laughs> I think I read three reviews on you, and then I was like, all right, well, I have to message this guy now. <laughs> like, okay, this is this is gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so wait, was that your? Uh, so were you of the camp of you know I'm looking for like a one time thing? Yes, that's exactly. Well, honestly, I started looking at it sort of as a not as a joke, but just kind of I was not believing that it was real. And then, sorry, go on. No, 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 you. Oh, okay, <laughs> and then. Um, I came across this success story and then she said that she came across another success story. So I clicked on that one and she said she came across another one and it was all about you. So I was just like, Jesus Christ, this guy has like three Yelp reviews that are absolutely amazing. And this is when I just first moved here. I was going to say, that's what I was going to say was, weren't you new to New York? I was. Yeah. yeah. I think I was only living here for two months or so. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was kind of ready for someone. I was like, I really need something. I'm very sexually frustrated and eating out sounds just absolutely perfect. <laughs> is it, receiving oral is so nice. Oral in general, I love as it's low stakes. It's yeah. low pressure. Yeah. Especially if you establish like, hey, we're not fucking. It's like, yeah. oh, cool. Like there's no, there's none of that uh, complications. Like we're just, it's really simple. We're just going to do a thing. Yeah. And we're going to go. And it was great. It was, it was exactly what I needed. It was, it lived up to the, to the reviews. Yes, I did. I did think that I, I did put this in my in, in my success story. You you, you already know it. <laughs> I, uh, I forget. I haven't read your success story in a while because like you deleted it. I did delete it. I just got so many unwanted messages, which I totally understand. Yeah, you know, you get you post one thing and then guys will message you for years. Yes, on the thirsty dudes who are just they're searching in their city years back. Be like, I wonder. Okay, that was three years ago. I wonder if she's still uh, horny like tonight. <laughs> exactly what it is it's so weird i actually stopped um replying to them because it was just too many but um anyways i did put in the review that i thought that your that your fingers were much better ah i was very impressed now wait fingers yeah so but are are, does that are you more of an inside girl than an outside girl in general Not normally no yeah not normally normally i'm more of outside but it was just it's like I feel like I feel like most men do not know how to finger properly nowadays because mm-hmm. I think it's I, I, at least my hypothesis is that it's something more juvenile that you do when you're in high school or just sort of getting into your whole se- um, sexuality and mm-hmm. then later on it's more about eating out and you know having sex and moving it up a notch so it's it was just so re- refreshing and really nice to have it oh well, yeah. well thank you I don't have any <laughs> other. Good response to that. That doesn't make me sound like a douche. <laughs> it's okay. But I'm glad, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. yeah absolutely. What, what did we meet up? Like twice, right? We met, I think we just had like. once. No, well, we had the random act and I think we, our second time was just a Rick and Morty act. It's yes. a random acts of Rick and Morty. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I came, you were like, it was like very like, there's some sensual, there's some seductive <laughs> messaging. It's like, you should come over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm horny too. Oh, I'm so horny. I came over. It's like, we're going to watch Rick and Morty for an hour and then you're going to go. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But Rick and Morty is such a great show, you know? I had never seen it. And you were like, 
weirded <laughs> out that I had never seen it. Because it's so great. Yeah, so you're like, we're going to watch. I mean, I'm sure it's a great show, but I mean, your pussy's way better than Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. But I forget exactly the t- the process by which we contacted. You contacted me. I did. Right, because you read those. Okay. Typically, right, uh, it's it's there's ads mm-hmm. and people either answer an ad or they field responses from their ad. So it's not like I answered one of your random Maxim Muff Dive ad. I didn't have one up that you... You're you right. just reached out. Well... Now, the process of meeting up for one of these, is, is it nerve-wracking? You're meeting up with a stranger who ideally is going to crawl between your legs for yeah. who knows how long. It's super n- nerve-wracking. I was definitely nervous um, walking there. I was like, God, I hope this works out. I hope he's not some creepy dude. He's going to like follow me home. He's not going to leave me alone or, or he's going to suck. Or, you know, there's always these thoughts that go through, through your head. Um, but yeah, walking there, very nerve-wracking. And I think once I met you and you seemed very down to earth and very, um, ma- you were, you were very good at making sure that I was comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, you're very engaging. And, um, I think you asked all the right questions. You know, we didn't really talk about it until the end, which I liked. I didn't want to just get there and be like, Hey, so eating me out soon, you know, it's kind of like, so I mean, like good. I would respond well to that, but like, I understand that's <laughs> yeah. not a normal uh, a, a good way to to start it off. Yes, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Just want to know more about you. Just talk like you know we're like like we're just meeting for some coffee at first, right? And then kind of take it from there. Because yeah, you know, and uh, so uh, full disclosure. I don't, who cares? Uh, fourth wall <laughs> meta. I what is this little? Uh, we just finished recording. Then I said I wanted to bring this up. So now I'm actually stitching this in earlier on. Time space continuum of podcasting is weird, but it's just the the conversation we have had today. I felt like was more engaging and natural and like flirty as opposed to last time was like a little more. I felt you were nervous. That I felt you were uneasy yeah. the whole time. I didn't feel like you were comfortable till you were moaning. You know, like <laughs> that's very true. Preferably, I like to know someone's comfortable before we get to that stage. Uh, yeah, I was very nervous. Yeah. Had, had you ever met up with like a stranger on the internet in that capacity? No, before, definitely or? not just for sex. I've, I've met up with a stranger on the internet before that, but I think it was maybe, I don't know, two people. And it definitely was not just for sex. It was like more for like a date or yes. even like a DS relationship, not just for like a one time thing. Well, at that point, I think it was just for, for, for dating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is definitely the first time that I was like, I am meeting up with this person to take him back to my place so he can eat me out. Like <laughs> this is this is the full intent of this. Okay. And what were some what are, so you said I asked I asked all the right questions. What are some of the right questions? Um, Maybe not specifically that I asked if yes. you can't remember, but like in general, like if you if you were to do that again. I think it's more questions about the person, you know, just kind of like, so what do you do? You know, how do you like it in 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 New York City? Not how do you like it in your pussy? How do you like it in New York City, guys? Listen, listen. (laughs) Yeah, it's just you know things that you would ask if you were going on on a date with 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 someone, or if you just met someone walking around, and you know you just genuinely want to get to 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 know them. Yeah. So and then it's not. It wasn't until later that we even brought it up that you were like, "Hey, we don't have to go back to your place." You know, if you feel comfortable and you want to. Go, go go through with this then we can do that mm. so it, you know it kind of felt like we were meeting up for 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 coffee yeah yeah which is nice there i think the most frequent question i get uh when i get like emails from listeners or even just on reddit i'll get guys who find the success stories about me and then they they message me 
um, to be like, you know, hey man, how do you get responses? Except for sometimes when guys are like, hey, would you accept a blowjob from a man? What? Uh, but. <laughs> But most of the time, it's like, how do I? You've gotten a lot of these responses. You're not a male model. How do how do you make this work? And you know, I tell them you got to treat them like a person. Yes. You know, it's not you unless you've both agreed that you're going to sit down and immediately discuss your pussy. Sitting down and trying to jump straight into the sex talk, not the best way to make someone comfortable. I agree. Right? You know. Uh, and I think all the success stories helped because I would not have reached out to you if it wasn't for the amount of success stories. I was like, okay, well, this guy is obviously not a creep. He's obviously a legit man that actually exists. Or has way too much time <laughs> on his hand and create a bunch of fake profiles to do all of this. Uh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> There's everything out there. What would uh, have, Did you ever, after that experience, make a post on Random Acts or No. Okay. Definitely not. Um, I only posted that success story, and um, which I thought was a big hit. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, big enough that they bothered you for years. Yes. Right. For years. That's why I actually deleted it. Uh, had you ever had you ever gone scrolling through uh, posts like the M for F posts to potentially? Yeah, absolutely. So what? Why didn't you? Other than the lack of uh, of Amazon reviews, what uh, what made you not respond to some of those? It's um, any like red flags that maybe I, I'm asking this for the capacity of if someone's listening and they want to make a post on that sub, you know, ideally, what are things they can put in their post that would make you uh, answer versus not answer? Well, I think it should be a little bit more lengthy than just, hey, looking to eat you out, hit me up. You know, I'm not going to reply to that. Um, I do want to say that pictures help. But well, um, the sub doesn't let you do pictures. Like, well, the- there is a, a workaround, which is how I found your, your your picture. Okay, so you click on their on on their username, and then if they posted pictures about themselves on any other subreddit, then that's how you can find it. So I I always have a picture of um, of myself somewhere in my in my in my username yeah. exactly in my history. Um, so I think that that's really helpful and then it's not creepy because you're not just you know putting up a picture of yourself like hey this is me can i please eat you out it's a great point of uh for uh, for transparency something i say a lot is i know everyone's like cautious like i don't want to lose my job i don't want people fight but it's like if someone finds you on there it's like they were on there too you know like they're not on there looking for you so they if someone wants to out you to your boss it's like they have to admit that they were on there looking for shit too right so being transparent will help because you know that uh, you know that person's willing to put themselves out there. Um, now there's an identity to it. Someone you know you're being held accountable. Yeah, I totally agree. So don't use throwaways, guys. Yes. Use your real account. That's very important because then I can see that you're an an actual person, and I can see what you're actually interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, if it it really depends. Are you interested in like, you know, are you only posting on our dead dead bodies or something like that is that a subreddit i have no i'm sure it is oh no i'm sure it is oh, no. but at that point i'm probably not going to to contact you but you know if i see that you're interested in um doesn't have to be similar things but you know regular you know 20 year old things non-sexual yeah. subreddits like if you were maybe on the fence with a guy and then you go to his username and history and it turns out he's like all over the R Rick and Morty sub. You might be like, 
Hell yeah. Oh, I could sit on that face. I think totally. I could. It's Maybe exactly I could play Rick and Morty while I sit on it and I can watch while he does that. Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds right? perfect. So transparency. I'm a big fan of the transparency. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you agree. Yes. Uh, any other red flags? Maybe a, like a don't. Anything people should not do in their posts? Um, not use slang. I will never, ever, ever contact you if you're just like, I want to bang that that. That pussy girl and girl spelled like G U R L. I'm definitely not going to contact you. It's like G U R, like a lot of R's, and you yes. don't know. You don't know if he's trying to be cool or if his keyboard's broken. Yes. Yeah. It's it's just I I hate slang. If if you can't even speak well on on online, then how the hell are you going to be in person? Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, for it's sure. A very big no. So why why did we stop hooking up? Um, I think that's when I met my dom, mm-hmm. and um. I don't know. I was, it was the first time I was with a real dom. I was a sub before him, but I was sort of figuring myself out. I was with a dom who's learning to be a dom. Mm-hmm. So um, this was with someone who was vastly experienced. I mean, his stories blow mine out out of the water. So um, he's vastly experienced. He's been with so many women. And I don't know. It just was a brand new experience for me. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed being like taught and feeling like I was a little bit innocent, you mm-hmm. know? Okay. Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> I didn't have a good follow-up for that. It's okay. Either. I don't know why I'm having a brain fart. I guess I'm feeling weird because ever since like yesterday and having to watch that whole swearing-in thing, and I tried oh, to get away yeah. from it. I went to a coffee shop because mm-hmm. like, I don't want to watch it. And the coffee shop was playing it on a big screen. I was like, do you guys have to? But like, yeah, it's our uh, Trump. He called personally. He said, you have to play it in every <laughs> coffee shop. Every fucking hipster, liberal, uh, whiny pants in Brooklyn is going to have to watch this. I was like, fuck. So ever since that, and then today's the march. Yeah. And uh, why aren't you marching, by the way? You have one of those vaginas. Aren't you <laughs> supposed to be out there right now? I do support women's rights. And um, I will admit one of the most terrifying things that Trump said is that he's open to reversing Roe Ro versus Wade. That was absolutely terrifying. I don't think it's going to happen. But um, so I, I would be out marching. But um, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not. It just looks so uncomfortable. And <laughs> I knew there was going to be so many people. And I just it's just did not sound like a good way to spend my Saturday mm-hmm. as as selfish as that sounds. Sure. My, my girlfriend's out marching right now. Me, nice. I'm doing a podcast with someone I ate out two years ago. <laughs> You're right, uh, it was years I support ago. women on just like on a micro level, like kind of one by one, <laughs> yes. uh, if anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, but no, I do remember that you were like a kinky person. Yes. I remember that was something we were talking about walking to your place the first time was how you were like discovering the, the dungeon parties already and, and yeah. BDSM clubs. So you're still going to those? Um, yeah, I am. The yeah. last one I went to was the one where I met my, my right, boyfriend. Right, right. But yeah, I've been to a lot of them. I went to the um, Smack event, which I think is the best event in, in New York City. Do tell. The Smack event? Yeah, so, I, know, I know nothing. Oh, God, you have to go. It's uh, during the New York City Fetish Marathon, which is... It's a I, fetish marathon. Yes, it lasts three days. It's uh, di- different events during those three days. I think the biggest ones are the Lettish... Lettish, oh, God. The um, Leather Fetish Fashion Event. Um, that's a pretty big one. I haven't been to that one yet. But their biggest event is this dance BDSM dungeon event that's called Smack. Mm-hmm. And I think they've done it for 15 years straight. This, the one in 2016 was the 15th year, I want to say. 
and it's just such a great time. People come dressed up. There's um, a live band. They normally play some rock or some something dungeony. Yeah, yeah. And then um, they have a bunch of Saint Saint Andrew's crosses, and um, yeah, it's just such a great fucking time. But do y'all still go to parties together? We well, we do go to parties, but we haven't been to dungeons in since since we met each other. What kind of parties that aren't dungeons that you've been going to? Well, there's um, well, we go to like places to dance, you know, kind of like friends and lovers right around the the corner. It's just a regular bar where you can dance and think things like that. It's not really oh, fetish oh, style. Okay, okay, it's not yeah. like a sex thing. No, but I did I did go um, recently. Not not with him. This was right before we started going out um, to this like. What do you, what do you, this like loft sex party? It was one of the most awkward. Gemini and Scorpio? It was, it was one of the most, no, no, no. Yeah, no, it's not oh, that. no. Okay. Cause there's a, cause it's called Gemini and Scorpio loft and it's not far from here. But, no, okay. the, this was a private, it was a private okay. loft sex party and it was one of the most awkward experiences of my whole life. I was, I just wanted to, to leave. I went with someone that I met off of FetLife. This is when, um, I was, I wasn't getting bored of my dom, but I was kind of like, I kind of want to see what else is out there. Mm. So I went back on back on FetLife. I met someone. He was okay, but he was really forceful, which I liked. And then, um, so we decided to meet up for this loft private sex party, and it was so fucking awkward. It what was, was awkward about it? So it was supposed to be a massage party, and oh, that um, sounds lovely. It it would have been lovely, but he, <laughs> we had to choose who was going to be massage and who was going to do the, the the massage and i just didn't want to be touched by him that um you know closely mm. i didn't really know him that well i just met him so i was like oh i'll just massage you and i had no idea i was going to become a full body massage <laughs> no idea eventually everyone's naked except i'm well not everyone i'm some people are just in their like pants kind of, kind of like me i was in my in my bra and like and pants he was completely naked like begging me to touch his cock I was like, I'm not going to fucking do that. And then um, one of the couples is just like sucking each other off. The other one's fucking in the corner. Um, it, it was just such a... Sounds like a sex party. So is it just awkward because of who you went with? I think so. Yeah. And then a bunch of people came later and they brought like just too many drugs. And at that point, I was just begging to leave. I actually remember right after I was done um, massaging him and stuff like that, I put on my my shirt i went into the the kitchen and i took three straight shots of of tanqueray just to really ease myself down why not just get into like uh do some sort of like ds scene since like that's the dynamic y'all were in i just didn't i just don't think that we vibed okay i don't think that we vibed and he was being kind of he was being too forceful he was like telling me to do this to do that and i kept on saying no 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 and you know as 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 a dom i think that you need to read someone's body language and really understand when they're saying no and when they're kind of being playful. Mm. So it, it, it just was, I just didn't like them. What are some of the things someone who's a little more uh, socially inept like myself, <laughs> what could I, what could we read? Let's say, let's pretend I was dumb. Like what would I need to read off of someone body language wise that can tell me when they're being playful versus when it's like a no seriously dude? Well, if they're being playful, <laughs> they might, um, they might, you know, touch their hair, touch their body still, or give you a a look that says, no, really, I still want more, you know. Um, but if they're 
being serious, then they're going to be very standoffish. They're going to be kind of like pulling away from you. Or maybe if you're trying to, you know, touch them really hard and they'll be like grabbing your hand and kind of like pushing it away. Like that's, 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 you know, signs of don't touch me. But now in it, like a DS dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, at least for me, it's so, again, I'm not a kinky person, so yeah. I don't know better. But the thing that I always get confused about is like when that pushing the hand away is like a no seriously stop mm-hmm. versus a like pushing away in like a bratty way because you're like being subby and you're like yeah. want him to forcefully do that. Well, then in that case, you would have a, a safe word. Right. And you should always have one. And then if it gets to the point where you really do not want it, then you could just say the um, safe word. But honestly, if 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 I ever want it to stop and I don't want to use the the safe word, I kind of just want to be like, slow down. You know, I like it, but just 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 don't do this. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of be like, please, please listen to me. Sure. And that's kind of a very it's, it's just a way of saying, like, please listen to what to what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not kidding with you. Yeah. It's like the so. weird, like, rule. I'm like a rule-based words, like, person. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can either read body language, but if it's something where, you know, it's like, hey, I want you to be forceful. I want you to be in charge. And mm-hmm. here's the word I will say when we, I need you to stop. Then for me, like, I start going like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing things and I'm waiting for the word. Yeah. Which is also why I'm not like a dom because I'd be a terrible <laughs> dom, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think, I think that can... It. Yeah, it definitely it seems like so much that's involved in there is. in having like a healthy kink relationship. Yes, and you really have to be into it. That's one thing I've mm-hmm. realized. I've been with men that um, know that I'm kinky, so then they try to be kinky, and it's just kind of like you're just not into it. And I, I could tell you're doing yeah. it for me. You're not very good at it, and um, it's just you. You really gotta love it. You get guys like me who like they try they choke <laughs> you, but you can see in their eyes like they're so concerned. Yes, that that that, <laughs> that does not turn me on. Yeah. I, I I want to see that you really like it. You want to see the sadism in their eyes. I do. I do like to see that. That that's kind of what like gets me going. You don't want to look <laughs> up from being choked and the guys like trying to hold back yeah. tears. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> this is everything against my gender studies course. Exactly. <laughs> I was actually with with a guy once. It was when I when I first got here. I think it was like I was I was a weekend, mm. and I met someone off of off of FetLife, and we went back back to his place. Nothing much happened. We like made out and stuff, kind of rolled around naked, maybe. Sure. And um, he said he he was supposed to be a dom, but Jesus Christ, he was terrible. He he used the whole light system is is how he liked to call it. The and green, yellow, red. Yes. Okay. But he would stop every five or ten minutes and just be like light check. And I would be like, it's green. It's fucking green. Like, can you just fucking move on? We're not doing anything. Like, come on. It's so annoying. It was, it, it really ruined the whole thing for me. It's odd. It's odd. Time for the fan whore appreciation moment. Not sponsored by Pepsi. Those folks have not hit me up. They have shelled out no money, no free product. No more plugs for them. No, as much as I enjoy the citrusy flavor of a good ice cold Pepsi. <laughs> this is the part of the show where I like to give shout outs to my supporters on Patreon. Uh, first up, longtime supporter Greg A. I got no intel on you, buddy. I know nothing about you other than you've been on board for a very long time. And I wanted to say thank you so much for your support. Also, Andrew R., who was the first person to fill me in that uh, if you send condoms in a normal first class envelope, they will get smushed and squeezed out of the package by the machine, and then you are left with a greasy envelope in your mailbox. And he, uh, then I stopped doing that. So thank you for filling me in. 
And uh, for the new fan whores, Alana T. If uh, if I ever get sued, I'm calling I'm calling you. I'm calling my lawyer fan whore. Tell me exactly how much trouble I got myself into with my tweets. Uh, Joe N, the Cuddle Ninja, man. Thank you for getting on board. And Brian J, man, we're, we, we're missing you in the champagne room, buddy. Shoot me an email. Let's get you signed up, okay? We want to chit-chat and get to know you better. But I wanted to say thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's kind of like a fan club it's kind of like a monthly fan club subscription. You choose how much money you want to pledge each month, and depending on how much money you pledge, determines what type of rewards you get. And the rewards range from shout-outs on the show, to thank you videos, to bonus episodes of the podcast, and more. You can become an official fan whore and join the club for as little as $1 per month. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T, R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. So while you're over on Patreon signing up, let's go ahead and get back to Melanie. This is something else you brought up that I did not know um, mm-hmm. that you brought up like right before you, you kind of dropped it on me like right before I hit the record but you're like, oh yeah, by the way, I also dated a woman recently. Yes. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> do tell? Sure. Because I asked, I was like, hey, he's like, what? so what? Do, I'm doing my pre-interview questions. I'm like, okay, like what do we identify as? You're like, straight? I kind of dated a woman. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. What was that about? Um, so I met her off of FetLife as well. She had these really tantalizing pictures, like super sexy. Um, I've always been attracted to to women. Um, never really did anything with them. So I mean, except for making out, but I don't really count that. So um, she had these really great pictures online, and she was moving to New York from from California. So I messaged her and told her that I kind of wanted to meet her and I have this this dom and I think that she would be great if she if she joined us. It was the most recent dom or the dom yes. that was tra- okay. Yes, the most recent dom. Um and I've always wanted a a threesome with with two girls. It's been one of my biggest fantasies. Right. Still never had it. But Oh, so this this uh, story does not go in the way a lot of us guys want it to. No, I wish it did. You have no idea. <laughs> but we I we met one night. We decided to go out. I forgot where we went. Some club bar. I think it was uh, the the German one that that closed down. I forgot the name. And I, it, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> so we met. She's dressed super sexy. I'm dressed super sexy. Um, I think that was my favorite thing about being with her was all of the attention that we got when we went out because we're both very, I guess, sort of like curvy in a good way. You know, ass boobs. We dress, we dress to like kill, okay, and you know, and then we make out together, and so that was, I think, that was the biggest thing that I miss, because um, guys would always they 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 would just like bombard us. So did, wait, did, did you date this woman, or was this like there was a date with this woman? No, I dated her. Oh. Yeah, I had sex with her several times. Yeah. We went out together. We had brunch, dinner. She came over, watched TV. Was she there. your girlfriend? I wouldn't call her my girlfriend. I was still seeing my my dom, and. um she was supposed to join us. That was the whole idea. And then eventually she was just like, I kind of only want you. And I realized the first time that we had sex, it was hot and everything. But I think it was really hot for me because I knew that it would be really hot for a guy to to watch. Because I think that we're, that we're both very attractive people. I'm not trying to be you know, conceited. <laughs> this is just what was... She's a cute gal. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. She has my stamp of approval. <laughs> Thank you. She's still cute. I was kind of... Because like... 
you know, when you get far enough from like a one-time thing yeah. that you don't have pictures of, yeah. or you don't have like a name attached to, sometimes you're like, oh man, what, what did they look like entirely? <laughs> I remember if she's cute. I show up, oh great, still cute. Uh, <laughs> great. Sometimes sometimes they show up and they look vastly different in yeah. one direction or the other. Or yeah. I look different in one way or the other. I and, don't think uh, so. I think you look the same. Uh, I, I don't know, 10 pounds difference. I just assume they'd be like, oh my God, I slept with that. What? <laughs> you really don't Ugh. look different. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, no, cont- continue. My insecurity should not interrupt your story. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, the first time that we had sex, um, it was really hot. It was very sexy, very hot. Um, eating off pussy was not that bad. A lot more difficult. I have so much more respect for for men after this yeah. whole experience. Um, but I had to, every single time that we had sex, what really turned me on was imagining that there was a guy in the corner sort of watching us. Mm. And that was what really got me going. There was only one time that we had sex that she that she donned me a little bit. That was really hot. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I was just I don't know. She was she was so delicate. Just women are so delicate. They are. Yeah. Some. Well, I I don't know. I mean, she was delicate and yeah, she was sexy. Um, but I don't know. I kind of wanted to be like manhandled, you know. So it it was hot, but I really. It's hard to have like a hundred and five pound chick like just you know. yeah. Well, I mean, doming me was was really hot, but Jesus Christ, it's exhausting. I have so much more respect for men. Humping is hard. <laughs> it's so exhausting. There was like one time I was like on top of her, and I could tell that I was sucking. I knew, I finally knew how it felt to be. You were um, on top doing what? Kind of, kind of like humping her. Okay. Yeah, and uh, or like grinding on her, whatever the hell girls do. Scissor. I I. What's the deal on the scissor? I I find out it's it's real. Then I find out Orange is New Black tells me it's not real. Then someone else tells me it's real again. And I mean, it's not really scissoring. You're not like you know putting like vagina to vagina next mm-hmm. to each other. But it, I, I don't know. You there there is a lot of like humping and putting like you know bodies really close to 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 each other and you know um, so. That was nice, but fuck, it's exhausting. What does body type or size, like, uh, how's that factor in for you for having a dom or someone that you can really submit to? I don't think body size has anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had two doms, and if I count my my boyfriend as one, because he sort of doms me every now and then, but he's not a, a, a true dom. Mm-hmm. It's not really about body type. It's about how you handle it, how you um, portray your yourself you really need to take charge you need to take charge of the whole situation and there's there's nothing sexier than knowing what what, what to do next and where 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 to put me and what to say um it's really not sexy when i see someone just trying to think of what 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 to do next and you know he's not sure if this is right like that's just 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 trust yourself just go for it just do what the hell you want like i'm your i'm your little toy right. just play with me See, I see for me to submit to a woman, like again, unless they can do that thing where they can put the fire in their eyes, I'd be like, You're five foot three, but you know, your attitude right now is like six five. I'm into it. <laughs> like I've got one person I'm like, you know, I'm I'm sleeping with her now. Like she's a she's a big gal. Like she's mm-hmm. not like she's not I wouldn't call her wide because she's my height. She's like five ten, five ten and a half. And she's uh so she's like she's sturdy. Yeah. You could say she's sturdy. But, but like but she's the only woman I'm sleeping with at the moment who could like she could big spoon me. Nice. And where like I could believe it. So if she wanted to do <laughs> something dominant, it. like even if she's not, even if it's not in her eyes, like she could do it. And I'm going to my, I'm going to buy it because she like out almost outsizes me. And like for me, that's, that can be hot. Yeah. 
That's good. Um, yeah, I know that last time that we spoke, you were a little subbish. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the I, stuff that you were telling me, I was kind of like, that sounds like a sub. Totally. I yeah. uh, definitely. I can sort of switch, but I definitely lean more submissive. I I prefer to like follow than lead. Than lead. Uh, yeah, for sure. I like to be told. I like to do a good job. Okay. So even if I'm told I gotta take charge, I will take charge because I was told to do it. So I'm oh. like, a, I think what they call it, service bottom, right? Yes. Or serv- yeah. I think it's the service top, isn't it? Or service top. Yeah, yeah. you're right, right. I'm a service top. Yes. Yeah, that, that okay, I can that's do. interesting. So you're not, so in your head, you're not really doming. You're still just doing what you were told to do. Yeah, that's as convincingly as possible. <laughs> Which is important. And I do not think I'm a good actor, <laughs> but I do try. Nice. Yeah. I'm like Billy Baldwin, you know, like uh, I will try really hard, probably fail, but maybe get the try. job done. Yeah. Nice. Uh, no, yeah, I, I always like to say that like I'm submissive, like I'm submissive, the adjective, not the noun. Mm-hmm. Like you're a sub. Yes. I'm like, I'm submissive. Yes. But like, I'm, I would, you know, I don't want the whips, the chains, the spanking, the the paradigm. I don't need oh, any of it. sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So what's y'all's deal? Like you guys monogamous or what's- Yes, now we are. We weren't when we first started. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what caused a lot of the issues with us. You know, he knew about my dom and- um, I think it made him a little bit insecure. So that's why we broke up for about a month. Um, and then, you know, like like I said before, after a month, it was like, fuck this, I want him. Mm-hmm. So now we are monogamous. It's just us. And it's really great. I'm really happy. Do you guys ever open it up for just the kink aspect? Or is that something that you guys might do in the future? Since Because you said he's not like a dom. So yes. is that something you may ever bring into things? Um, I don't know. It's definitely not at this point. At this point, we're... Um, we really just want just each other mm-hmm. and we're really happy with it. And, um, but I don't know, maybe, you know, 10 years down the road, maybe we'll be bored and we'll open it up. Do you hear that? 10 years. <laughs> Girls thinking in the future. <laughs> I'm thinking in the future. I really like this one. That's good. It, you're supposed <laughs> to like them. Yeah. You are supposed to like them. <laughs> well, I've been with, with, with boyfriends that I have not seen in my future before, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But now what, what makes you stay in a relationship where you can't see the future? Well, sex um, sure. would be one. Um, when you're younger, it's a lot more frivolous things like, oh, he's hot. Like, I can't, I can't let this one go. Or um, most recently, I was with someone. I hated myself for it. But he was extremely successful mm. and um, really, really good looking in the way that, um, you, you know, in the old Disney movies when the old villain is kind of this like really hunky, good looking dude. He's like he's kind of like big. Gaston. Yeah, ex- that that's exactly the best way to to describe him. And Breaks belts with his neck. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was this type of guy. I'd never been with that type of guy before, and I think I really liked getting getting looks when I went out and getting like attention because we were like that couple in the bar, and and you know I've never been that couple. It was it was kind of nice. Right. So I kind of hated myself for having that reason to to be with him, and he was also very successful. So. Um, it was nice. You know, he paid for a lot of things and he took me out to really nice places. Have yeah. you ever been in love with someone who you didn't necessarily see future with? No. Hmm. I've only been in love with two people and it's my big ex, which I like to call. I lived with him. Um, I really thought I was going to marry this guy. Sure. And then I lived with him and it was just a whole different person. And my current boyfriend. Current boyfriend. Yeah. I get that. I, I don't even know if Paige is going to listen to this. We'll see. Uh <laughs> So, like, you know, I, I love my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and when I think about tomorrow, I, I see myself, whether I think about next week, next month, I see my, I don't see an end in it, but I don't, 
I'm not, I don't see, like, I can't see 10 years down the line with her. I also can't see 10 years down the line in general. So I don't know if that's a factor or not, but like, I've had women who like, I've been with women where I thought like, oh, this is, de- you know, I'm seeing things in the future tense, but I don't know. I feel like with Paige, I'm like very much in the present. Good. But I don't know, you know, I just don't know what that means. I've been recently like exploring the the motion of love and what that is to different people and the different types of love and so I find it interesting that, you know, you don't think you can be in love with someone and not see in the future. No, that's not what I said. Oh, okay. I just haven't been in love with someone right, and right, not right. looked in into the mm. the future. Do you think that's a problem? That no. I don't No, not at all. No. I think it's very good that you live in in in, in, in the now. Mm. I think that most people should live their their lives like that. Um I think looking in the past or looking into the future only is very unhealthy for a relationship because you'll miss all of the, the good moments that so you're having woman now. who just said, you know, I don't know, 10 years down the line. Well, uh, I mean, I, I was just, you know, maybe 10 years down the line, <laughs> maybe, maybe we will open it up. Maybe he'll, he can have another cat girl. And another cat girl. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so, you know, back to, so what was it? Uh, so, you know, a couple years ago, we have our, we have a random act of Muff Dive. We have random acts of Rick and Morty. Yes. Uh, there was like, there was like, Texting and messaging after that, like trying to meet up, kind of mm-hmm. never happens. Mm-hmm. Did I ever have a chance of meeting up after that? Um, I don't know. I don't think I really thought of it like that or thought of it in that much detail. Um, I think it was just something fun. Right. I, I had fun when we watched Rick and Morty. But um, I don't know if it was something that I wanted to keep going consistently. Sure. So then the second, the follow-up to that is then, like, when, when you hook up with someone, you have a good time, very fun, great, awesome, don't want to do it again, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it was bad, just don't want to do a uh, repeat, you know, was it like on your end when that person still texts you or still wants to meet up and you haven't yet done the, like, hey, I'm good, uh, <laughs> like, quick chat? Yes. Um, wait, so what's the question? So w- what's that like <laughs> on your end? Uh because I know what it's like on my end. I think a lot of people know what it's like. I think a lot of people can relate to, uh, I like this, we, I hooked up with a person, had a lot of fun, want to hook up with them again. We do talk, we do exchange. It's not like I'm being unanswered all the time. But yeah, it never happens and eventually nothing. What's it like on your end? When you know it's like, I don't really need Wanna to be. fuck this guy or anything. <laughs> But like I'm still, you know, like so. What's that like on your end? Uh, I, the, the I, being pursued again. I think it depends a lot okay. on on a lot of things. On in our situation, I mean, you were very cool, very down to earth. So um, it wasn't. I don't. I don't think it was weird to be like, oh, that was great, but you know, thanks. And mm. then um, I don't know. I I knew that that you would that you would take it well, and you also weren't persistent. That's such a big bother when you're trying to give the whole code of thank you that was great but please stop messaging me and then people are just texting you every day for a month or two months or even more sometimes Mm -hmm. and then you then you kind of have to get mean so it's it's yeah it sucks i've i've had to do it a few times and i always feel bad i always feel bad just being like dude i don't want to talk to you like like but why not why not why not just say i i I do say no no not 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 but no when like people in general like a lot of people they go they have that attitude. They're like, "Dude, take a hint." It's like, "Why not just say the clue?" Well, the 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 one time that I'm referring to, I did say, uh-huh. I did say, like, "Look, I'm not really interested, but thank you so much. You're being very sweet." Because he was saying, you know, sweet things about me, uh-huh. and I was like, "Thanks, you're very sweet, but no, but no, thank you." Sure. And he just did not get the hint. It was about 
seven text messages coming in all all at once. These like long text messages of the stuff that he wanted to do to me. Yeah, I was just like, I said no already. Yeah. And then I had to get very mean. I felt so terrible. I had to be like, dude, can stop stop fucking messaging me. Lose lose my fucking right. number. It was I've, I I, mean, always, I'm a fan, I always I'm a fan, I'm, I'm fan of the getting mean when people don't take the no for the no. I just think uh, I think a lot of some you know I think people get mean. I I've had people be mean to me when they're like, really? "Hey, take a hint." But I'm like, "You never gave me the no. You just are giving me hints." Like, why that's just, fair. Yeah, I'm like, just right. give me the no. Thanks. You're right. That's I think that's just women. You know, women they they like to hint around stuff and they kind of want you to know what they want and it's and it's not fair. I don't I don't agree with it. But I know that that's how most women work. I, I, I dated one and I mean, I, I mean, I, I freaking saw it so many times. She'll be like, I'm fine. I was like, just fucking tell me. I don't want to do you, this. Fucking just, you know, walk maybe around. like put it on a sign and go march in the street to show me. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, I have so much more respect for men on so many levels after dating a woman. It's just so much more harder. Um, did, were, were there any like myths or things that like, I guess were debunked for you or, or. Let me rephrase that. Like, were there things that you would hear dudes say about dating women? You're like, oh, come on. And then you did it. And then you're like, oh, dude, now I now I understand. Was there like anything particular about dating women? that? Uh, I think it would have been the the complaints that men get about them taking long and stuff like that. I mean, I take long. So that was kind of great. <laughs> it was it was stuff was just like there. I, I did like that we were able to like share clothes and take along together. Sure, no, but, but I, I meant like, were there things that when you would hear guys complain mm-hmm. about certain things about dating women that you used to think were bullshit, then you dated a woman. No. And then you thought like, oh, dude, now I understand because now you have dated a woman. There, there wasn't anything no. they said that was bullshit. Okay. I, I, I do think that guys bitch too much, but I'm also a woman, so I think I can understand her a little bit more. All right. But um, no, there was nothing that... They said that can't be debunked. Honestly, it was it's it's all very true. Um, Sex is absolutely exhausting. I have so much more respect for for all men. Um, Yes, yeah, yes, we do take long. Yes, we don't like to tell you exactly what what we want. We totally want you to just guess it and get it right. So yeah, I I think it was all correct. Um, It was definitely more frustrating than dating a man, which was very straightforward. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're we're easy. You're uh, very easy. We're easy. We're frustrating as hell. Yes, you are oh, frustrating we're easy. as hell. Yes, that's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else did I have here? I said, did I have a chance? Nope. Uh, dated a woman. <laughs> awesome. That's fun. Uh, random maximum. <laughs> Why aren't you marching? Meh. Uh, have you? Are you like out uh, amongst like friends or people in in your life that you are a kinky person or? Yes. 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 Okay. Uh, that's the one thing that I've said about the famous book Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. As much as I absolutely fucking hate it, I do not support the book, and um, I don't think that's a real BDSM relationship. I I I read it. I read half of it. To to be fair. But the racy parts were not even close to to racy, so I actually threw it away. I but, just, I just, not to interrupt. Yeah. I'm going to interrupt, but not to interrupt. <laughs> uh, people go like, you know, not to interrupt, but you're interrupting. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I, yesterday I did an episode with this comedian buddy of mine, Miguel uh, Dalmau, very funny guy. It was a great episode. Y'all heard it weeks ago, I'm sure. And uh, he, you know, he said he's talking about his kinky relationship with his like his girlfriend, and he's like, you know, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like got nothing. We saw it. We went to go see the movie, and we we're like, this is so tame. This is yes. bullshit. It's so tame. Yeah, 
It was, it's so stupid. I, I remember I got like maybe halfway through the book and I was like, where the fuck are all the goddamn racy parts? Like I want to I, I want to get the grimy stuff. So I, I looked it up online, see where all of the best parts were. I skipped to it in in, in the book. And after, yeah, after, after I read all of it, I was like, that's it? Are you fucking kidding me? I closed it and just threw it away. Mm-hmm. I was like, what a piece of shit. But anyways, that's not why I don't like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I just think it portrays BDSM relationships in a, in a wrong way. I think that um, Christian sort of emotionally abuses her in the, in the beginning. He doesn't really, he's not really there for her as a dom should be. And um, it's just not right. I really don't want people to think of it in, in, in that light. And, um, but I am thankful for the book because it made BDSM a lot more socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. I used to be very um, closed off about sharing this, this side of, of, of myself to other people, only sexual partners. And now that it's a very open thing, everyone's very open to it. I mean, people are even trying to get into it. Yeah. Um, so now I can definitely openly talk about it and tell people like, yep, I'm, I'm very active in the whole scene and it's such a great time. You're I not worried it. like making a post on Facebook like you've, yeah. you feel fine? Well, I, the post on Facebook or, I probably wouldn't do because my mom's on there sure, and sure, she sure. does not know. But like, but amongst uh, friends, like you're not, yeah, you're not shy about no, it. No, not or shy at like all. That. Yeah, I answer questions. I mean, I think most of my friends know all of my sexual exploits. So, <laughs> me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then and, you know, yeah, no, I agree. Fifty Shades of Grey did you know help normalize kink, and yeah. I think that's that's awesome. But I just wish it was something better, I a agree. little bit more ethical. Yes, but at least it started a conversation. Correct. And then hopefully one day we're gonna get Fifty Shades of Pet Play. <laughs> I'm sure, and Andrew we can be so start happy. normalizing that one too. I'm sure he'll be so happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Melanie, any any closing thoughts, questions? Um, n- not really. I'm really happy to hear you do this podcast. I think people should be a lot more um, sexually open and sexually friendly. You know, I think it's very important, especially in our generation where it's something that's not hidden anymore. And, you know, there's no waiting till marriage or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really thank you for inviting me. This Th- is really thank great. you for so easily agreeing to do it. I, <laughs> it's so I barely, fun. I barely had to sell you on it. Uh, it <laughs> was awesome. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll do it." Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, you were great. Thank you so much, and why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Bye. Thank you. Well, it was nice catching up with Melanie. Nice to know uh, I was simply displaced by a dom. Uh, If you would like more information, by the way, on the New York Fetish Marathon, you will see a link in the show notes if you'd like to find out more about that. Uh, If you'd like to follow Mark Reese, the comedian you heard earlier uh, in the episode, you can follow him at Mark Reese Comedy, R-E-I-S-S. Of course, I'm on Twitter at the Billy Persida, my favorite social media platform. You can also go like the Manor Podcast fan page on Facebook. And uh, hey, I got one of those Instagram things. So don't make me regret it. If you have Instagram, you should be following me at the Billy Persida. I'm using it. I'm putting boomerangs and shit up there. I'm going live. Wherever the fuck that is, okay? <laughs> Can't believe I got bullied into getting an Instagram. <laughs> uh, join the conversation with your fellow fan whores on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads for every episode. I also like to post links to articles I'm quoted in, other podcasts I appear on, uh, fun pictures and special news for all you Reddit folk. That's r slash man podcast. 
Last but certainly not least, please support me and the work that I am doing on Patreon. I don't want to feel like I'm begging, but I do put out a quality show for you every week, and I never miss a Wednesday. Also, uh, I spilled a shit ton of water on my laptop, and that cost me $1,300 to get fixed. So I could really, really use the support. Uh, and I very much appreciate all of you who do, whether you're pledging a dollar a month or 50 a month. I love you all the same. Except Todd B because he voted for Trump. But technically, I have to I have to lo- I have to love him a little bit. Go make your pledge right now at patreoncom slash man podcast. Otherwise, I'll be back here next week with Dr. Timory Schmidt. Host of Sex with Timmery, which is a, a great podcast. She's a fantastic individual and fuck one hell of a burlesque performer. But until next week, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your weekend, and stay slutty. Mm-hmm.